This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Fly, Eagles, fly. On the road to victory. They're killing it. They're 4-0. They're your only undefeated team. In the NFL. The respect for the bird is at an all-time high. Unless you are a Cowboys fan. The Cowboys fans are being disrespectful. They are waiting for the day to expose the bird, but it has not happened yet. And matter of fact, Cowboys fans, week six, you will be exposed. And matter of fact, this will be tacked on to you being exposed against the Rams. You are not beating the Rams. You beat the Washington sitcom because they trash. And you know that. They had, I don't have the stats with me, but they had way too many rushing yards against you. You just better be glad that they have a shaking pa- a shaky passing game that somehow keeps getting Carson Wentz killed in the pocket. You are lucky. They was killing you. They just couldn't score for whatever reason. That was a close game at halftime. I'm telling you, man, you better lay off the bird. Because remember... Cowboys, you got to come to Philly. I know you won there last year, but, man, we pulled our starters halfway through the game. This time, it's real talk. This time, we got all our guys and some new additions. No R&B. You're done. Don't even trip. Stop the hating. Stop the hating. Start congratulating. Because we will be your new NFC East champs. You better play for the wild card. And then come play us in the playoffs and get a third whooping. Just saying, I'm ready to rock. You're not that nice. And the bird, that is the word. (laughs) Jalen Hurts has improved so much. I mean, oh my God, this guy, man. Let me let me take a look at NFL.com real quick and just show you how Jalen Hurts is number five in passing yards. And honestly, the only guys that are ahead of him, the, the, the two got two guys that are ahead of him are Matt Ryan and Jared Goff. Matt Ryan has five more passing yards. Jared Goff has six more passing yards. So, essentially, he is like third in passing yards. And he has 14 more passing yards than Patrick Mahomes. So, he has been balling like he got a block. You might want to go listen to that song. Only four touchdown passes. That's interesting. Only two interceptions. One got taken back for six by Jacksonville. That's okay. That was uh that was a questionable throw. He threw it and it looked like the receiver had the hole in the zone. It tipped. You know, I think I don't know who caught it, but uh Jacksonville caught it and they ran it back. Props to them. Props to them. It is what it is. 
But, you know, before that, he only had one interception. He's doing well. He, he's doing well. He's going to be fine. And I'm not even... I'm not even going to mention how many rushing touchdowns he has. Man, y'all in trouble, man. And then we unlocked Miles Sanders? We unlocked Miles Sanders. Y'all are in big trouble. Because this team, man... You know, we got down 14-0 in the first quarter. After that, the Jaguars didn't score till the fourth quarter. And even that, uh, that was a busted coverage, and then they punched it in. I mean, but before then, I mean, we pretty much dominated the 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 last three quarters. But they was just, but the Eagles were just playing around. You know what I'm saying? Is going forward on fourth down. They, they stall on third and shorts a bunch of time. Uh, Dallas Goddard dropped the pass. He would have scored. He dropped the pass at like the two-yard line. Like stuff like that. We be playing with teams. We need to blow these guys out. We could real deal blow almost everybody out. Maybe not everybody, but we could real deal blow out most of this league. And that's on everything. That's on everything. We get real deal. We listen. We we should have put up forty on the Washington football team. Should have put up forty on the Washington football team. Okay, the Lions should have beat them by twenty, at least. The Vikings should have beat them by thirty-five, at least. He's playing with these guys. At least this time we couldn't afford to take our foot off the gas in the second half. Yeah, it also helps that Trevor Lawrence had five fumbles. But I would argue that no matter, the pressure still got to him, and he didn't do nothing. It was kind of like the Washington game. I was like, if we can get to Trevor Lawrence like the Commanders did, it's going to be a long game for them. And when our pass rush finally was getting to him, yeah. But but some of those fumbles, it was literally him snapping and dropping the ball. It was raining outside, but no excuses. We had to play with the same conditions. So I don't want to hear any excuses about the weather. But Miles Sanders, 27 carries, 134 yards, two touchdowns. Now, that's what I'm talking about. See, that's what's going to make us hard to beat. Against Washington, against the Washington sitcom, we threw the ball a lot. We couldn't really run. Against the Jaguars, 50 rushing attempts, 25 passing. See, y'all in trouble, man, because we can win all type of ways. And we got a Hawking secondary that forces turnovers. Man. Game over. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. You better respect the bird like most of the media has and most of the NFL fan base has. A bunch of people got us in the Super Bowl now. Now, the debate will be saying the Eagles do keep this up, and they have the potential to. They definitely do. Saying the Eagles keep this up and make the Super Bowl, do I make that trip to Arizona? It's very tempting to. Very tempting. You know, I would see uh, 
my friend Emily out there, and she don't live there, but she's going. Uh, she'll be there, and then my cousin, my cousin Mariah's out there. It could be fun, but you know I need some big time money for that. And you know I'm going. I'm supposed to be going to the final four in April. It's gonna be tough. I doubt I'm gonna make the trip, but the Eagles are in it. Something to consider. All right. You want to respect the bird, and that is the word. Now, I kind of talked about the Commanders-Cowboys game. Since I kind of talked about it already, you know, uh, Commanders still haven't really figured out things on offense. And, you know, their fan base is getting frustrated. Team's a joke. They got the Titans. Very winnable game. Now, the Titans have gotten back on track after losing their first two games. They've gotten back on track. But I'm telling you right now, the Washington sitcom could win this game. I don't believe in Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry, I mean, yeah, he's nice and could give Washington problems. But I think Washington got the front to stop Derrick Henry or at least slow him down. Not sure Tannehill can exploit this shaky Washington secondary, but then again, Cooper Rush got some big plays on them. Um, We'll see. I I still got the Titans winning because they're a better team, but I wouldn't be surprised at home. You know, you lost three games in a row. You match up decently with the Titans. I wouldn't be surprised if the Commanders won that game. Now, the Giants are 3-1. and one. Now, this is what I didn't see coming. This is kind of what I was expecting from them last year. But this year, with Saquon healthy, they're 3-1. and one. And man, oh man, they weren't out of that Cowboys game either. They didn't lose that Cowboys game by much. They could have won that game. Is the Giants something to look out for? I think, honestly, it's another one of these Giants teams that it's the defense. Like, the defense is something to look out for. Like, real talk. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Let's see. The Giants and the Eagles are both, like, Top 10 in passing yard defense. So is the Cowboys. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Passing yards allowed. They're both all three teams are top 10. And look at their records. Makes sense. Uh, let's see. Rushing yards. Rushing yards. Uh, I don't see them. I don't see them. I don't see them. Oh, Lord. Oh, you can kind of run the ball on them. Oh, interesting. Um, but basically, man, passing yards allowed is pretty good. And I can see why. I mean, Phil's had 174. Baker had 174 against them. I don't know what Cooper Russia did. And um, they played the Titans, right? Tannehill. I mean, I, I can see why they're up there and passing yards allowed. And Daniel Jones only had 71 yards and 13 pass attempts against the Bears. 
Saquon Barkley had 31 carries, 146 yards. Like, it's another one of these giant teams that that might sneak in the playoffs and make a run because they got a good enough defense and a running game. Here we go again. And a quarterback that can make throws when he needs to. And unlike Eli Manning, this guy can run himself. Kind of dangerous. But I don't have them getting past the bird. Because we're just a better team. And they'll find a way to stop Saquon, I promise. Good job, Giants. You're making this more interesting for sure. And the Commanders, you're falling by the wayside very quickly. You better get it together because the Eagles, the Cowgirls, and the Midgets are passing you. It just is what it is. <laughs> the Giants got Green Bay. Um, it's definitely going to challenge their pass defense, a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Even though Aaron Rodgers have been has been so so this season, um, it's it's definitely going to test their defense. Uh, and you can run the ball on them. I I think I'm gonna start Aaron Jones in DraftKings. I think it just just screams this type of matchups just screams oh Aaron Jones is gonna kill him it just seems like they are he is all right uh let's see that's all the NFC East I don't know what's going on with Baker man I you know what I refuse to believe it's all Baker and and the haters have come out in droves they are piling on Baker Mayfield. Of course they are. They've been wanting him to fail since his senior year at OU. Well, I say super senior year. But anyway, they've been wanting him to fail for a while. And it seemed like he is failing once again. He had nine passes batted at the line scrimmage. It That can't be all his fault. You got to take into consideration the linemen, the coaches, both of them aren't very good. That doesn't help Baker Mayfield. I'm not going to let this go, bro. I'm not about to sit up here and take the straw man argument and say that Baker is trash. He's on a trash team. Could he be better? Uh, always. Always. He could always be better. You know what I'm saying? He's never been a top 15 QB, but I still believe in him. Or maybe a top 10. Uh, you know, maybe I think it is best you can put him inside the top 15. But yeah, it's best you put him, definitely put him in top 15. But right now, he's not. He's loafing. And you cannot find him on these QB stat lists. Man, he has less passing yards. Then Mac Jones, Jameis Winston, and Joe Flacco. They've missed games. Bro, you, you got to be kidding me. And the guy he went against, though, was Kyler Murray. He went against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. See, as an OU fan, when you rooted for these two guys and they both won a Heisman for you back-to-back and they almost got you to the national championship, you want to root for these guys and see them do well. 
for sure. And there's no losers in a game like this. And I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. Baker Mayfield had 197, 197 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Kyler Murray had 207 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Not that much different. The difference is that touchdown throw that Kyler Murray threw to Marquise Brown where the defender was draped all over Marquise Brown and Kyler Murray just dropped it in there. I'm like, man, this guy, that was the difference. Baker wasn't able to make a throw like that, especially down the stretch. And I'm just like, man, I'm sick. I'm sick. It was a 10-10 game going into the fourth quarter. Now, was it these two guys not playing well? Maybe. Or are the defenses of both teams need more credit than I mean the defenses for Carol the defense for Carolina has kept them in the game every game so far. It's just the fourth quarter, except maybe against the Saints, it's just the fourth quarter they finally break because the offense isn't giving them that much support. But then again, uh it, I guess it's been but don't break because you see it, Arizona at 38 minutes time of possession and outgained Carolina 338 to 220. So it was don't break. They was keeping them out of the end zone. And that's what they've been doing. That's what they've been doing all season. But they're just getting no help from their offense. And I really believe I really want to blame the coaching staff and the offensive line. But I'm sure Baker has some faults, too. He always do. But I'm not about to pile on Baker. I'm not all these people. It's the easy thing to do to say this man is trash. Easy thing to do. But you don't get this far. You don't win the Heisman. You don't have that type of rookie year. You don't take your team damn near to the AFC championship without being this good, being Baker Mayfield, being a guy like Baker Mayfield. Y'all just hating. You need to stop the hate. Listen, listen. To me, Baker, Baker is going to be okay. I'm not going to give up. Y'all want Sam Bradford. I was about to say Sam Bradford. That would have been fine. I mean, he's a Sooner too. But y'all want Sam Darnold to start. Pump the brakes. Let's give Baker three more games. If he sucks then, then put him, then put in Sam Darnold. Then if Sam Darnold sucks, then put in, then put in Baker again. Or just say screw it and just put in Matt Corral. <laughs> and say, you know what? You know what? We're getting rid of these two guys. They're on one-year contracts. Yeah, whatever. Let's sit them down, make sure they don't get hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. They could do go that way, but that's a December, end of the season, we ain't going nowhere, we're about to tank type of move. But for now, they ain't out of it. One in three in the NFC South when, good Lord Jesus, the Bucks are two and two. The Falcons are two and two. The Saints are one and three. The Panthers are one and three. What are we talking about right now? 
Are you kidding me? <laughs> Get up out of here, son. Y'all tripping. Man, y'all hating on Baker. Y'all don't like ugly. Anyway. Um, but hey, but at the same time, congrats to Kyler getting another win. Uh, we got another big uh sooner matchup. We got Baker versus Kyler. And the last time, no, we got Kyler versus Jalen. And of course I'm rooting for Jalen because he's the he's with the Eagles. The last time they played, it was an instant classic, came down to the last possession. It was a high scoring affair. Hopefully we get the same thing this Sunday. The Eagles are favorite, of course. But it's not going to be easy. The Cardinals got decent defense. And we're going to Arizona. Not going to be an easy game. But the Bird is the better team. They've been the better team all season. And I expect them to pull it out and get ready for them boys. Oh, okay. Birthday Bowl 2022. It happened. September 29th. All anyone's talked about when it comes to that game was Tua Tagovailoa, and rightfully so. Um, he had a very scary in, in, he had a very scary injury where he got slammed to the turf, and his hands kind of moved in a way where it just it just looked awful. I did not see it as it happened. You know, I'm way up in the 400 sections or whatever. I didn't really see what was going on. I just saw he was down, and they had to have been attending to this guy for like 20 minutes. So I was like, oh, this is really bad. I'm thinking ACL. I'm thinking, you know, I wasn't thinking concussion. Man, while they're checking on this guy, I'm looking at Twitter, and I'm seeing replays, and his fingers are twisted and stuck in a way that I just never seen before and he was something happened like it it was some sort of brain injury and he was out and he got carted off and it didn't look like he was moving and i'm just like oh my god this is so bad man if it wasn't for twitter i would have never knew what was happening and i was in the stadium it looked like Tua recovered for a little bit, but he's out of this next game. They're doing more testing, and they want to be precaution. They want to be, you know, they want to take precaution, and you got to. The Dolphins are taking a beating. The NFLPA, they were already investigating him going back into the game versus the Bills. Now, this happened. They definitely kept taking action. And they fired the independent doctor that handled Tua's uh, case after the Bills game. So, or during the Bills game. So, I guess that's some sort of accountability. But don't expect this to be over. I think more stuff is going to happen. There's going to be more fallout. That was very scary. Everyone was worried about Tua. It looked like Tua is going to recover. It looks like he's going to be fine. But everyone's scared. Most people are scared of him playing football again. Because that was very scary. And in the long-term future, it might mess him up. It might mess him up um, physically and mentally. And we're not ready for that.
I'm praying right now that that doesn't happen and that he'll be fine and that he'll live a long life, a long and prosperous life after football. Okay. Now, when it comes to the game, pregame, uh, the city's not bad. Reminds me a little bit of Baltimore. The waterfront and how the stadium is on the water kind of reminds me of Baltimore. Kind of reminds me of Pittsburgh. I mean, I guess you could say it's a typical AFC North Stadium, right? <laughs> because, uh, okay, the stadium don't remind me of Baltimore, but the city around it reminds me of Baltimore. So, yeah. Now, the, the way the stadium set up, the, the way the stadium set up, it definitely looks like Cleveland. It definitely looks like Pittsburgh. Now... After that, you know, I saw the tailgate. I saw a tailgate dodgeball game between Dolphins fans and Bengals fans. And they looked like they had the time of their life. That was a really good idea. Oh, my goodness. So much fun. Then I get in the stadium. I see a lot of Dolphins fans. But it's a whiteout. And the field, the end zones are white. The helmet is white on the middle of the field. The team got all white on with the with the with the white helmets somehow the white helmets are on madden and i don't get why what are they doing but you know that's pregame stuff but yeah when the game started and it's pretty pretty slow game you know uh pretty big third down stops by both teams and fourth down when they needed tua was under the rest well i will say this the dolphins opening possession was just Boom, 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 right down the field. I was like, I see why this team's undefeated. But they stalled. They stalled and had to kick a field goal. Joe Mixon was a beast to start off with, but then after the first two possessions, they was locking him down. They was shutting him down. He couldn't go nowhere. He couldn't go nowhere. Tyreek Hill had some big plays. He definitely got his stats. Uh, Jalen Waddle did okay. But, you know, he had some big catches in the first possession himself. Um, Teddy Bridgewater did okay until that last throw that sealed the game. He threw it right to Von Bell. He was trying to throw it to Gasecki. I think Gasecki was doing like a seam or a slant, something like that. He overthrew him and threw it right to Von Bell, who may or may not have caught it. And Von Bell took it to the 50, and then the game was over from there. Also, the uh, the T. Higgins catch where he, he mossed the defender. I don't know what defender that was, but he, he mossed the hell out of him and walked in the end zone. Uh, Jamar Chase did okay, I guess. Decent fantasy numbers, but nothing eye-popping. Um, Just a solid game. Solid game that the Dolphins could have stole without that turnover. They were about to get in the red zone for sure. But that pass, that was just terrible. I'm not sure what happened there. I think maybe it just got away from Teddy. Maybe he got pressured. I don't know, but I'm not sure what he was doing. Solid game. Nothing too memorable other than the Tua thing, other than the Tua injury and the T. Higgins catch and the Von Bell interception. Those were the most memorable things that happened. I mean, Joe Burrow, a lot of check downs. 
a lot of short passes. Uh, Joe Mixon kept being stopped at the goal line and in short yardage situations. The defenses were solid in this game. And that's what made it, you know, a somewhat low-scoring game. With all these, you know, weapons on offense for both teams, it was still a pretty low-scoring tight game that pretty much came down to one play. So, you know, I enjoyed it. Not bad. You know, not bad. Um, Not bad birthday game. Kind of wish I had Buccaneers and Chiefs or even Vikings and Saints. Vikings and Saints was spectacular. And it was in London. So I would have loved to have that, but I'm thankful that I got to go to that particular game, got to experience Cincinnati, got to be in their stadium, got to see their alternate uniforms. It was cool. I'm thankful for all that. So, you know, got to do it again. In a few years when my birthday is on a Sunday, I think that uh, that is in 2024, I believe. So definitely got to pick a game to go to on my birthday or in 2024. Yeah, because, you know, leap year. Yeah, it's going to be on a Sunday. And then the following year on Monday night, got to do the same thing in 2025. So be on the lookout for that, you know. Monday game, obviously, is going to be an obvious choice. The Sunday game, just I just picked one. I got a lot of choices. So we'll see. I'm very excited for that. Okay. All right, I'm going to skip, I'm gonna skip Brady because I don't even know why I put that there. They, they, lost to the, they lost to the Chiefs. Tom Brady had his best statistical game because he was playing from behind, and he, he had to let that thing go. And the Buccaneers' defense, uh, they just didn't know what to do. It basically looked like the Bucks' defense versus the Chiefs the last three years or so outside of the Super Bowl. They just got shredded. Gave up 41 points. So, you know, it is what it is. They lost to the Rillas. What, what can you do? Now, let's talk about these Sooners. I'm 30 minutes in. I'm talking about the Sooners. Man, listen, man. Terp. Trash. It's one thing to lose to Kansas State because we lost to Kansas State like four times in the last 10 years. That's fine. I'm used to that. That's been a pretty even matchup the last decade or so. I don't know how we got the better program, but even nonetheless. The TCU game, I should have known this was going to go south when they gave up 27 points in the first quarter. They kept having huddles and team meetings on the sideline, but it wasn't working. And things got even worse when Dylan Gabriel got knocked out of the game. And the guy that knocked him out, he was distraught on the sideline. I feel a little bit bad for him. But you got to be kind of more disciplined than that. You can't just launch at the quarterback when he's sliding. I know he didn't mean to, but you, you just, you know, come on, it's 2022. You should know better. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, it knocked out our quarterback. He might not play in OU Texas. And I'm just like, man, 
things went from bad, bad to worse because we put the transfer in from Pitt. It looked like he looked like a deer in the headlights. He kept holding on to the ball. I don't know if it's no one was open or he was scared to throw the ball. It didn't look good. And our defense, I've never seen this many people this wide open in my life. Or maybe I have. I mean, isn't that pretty much Sooner football the last 10 years? They always have games where we give up a ton of points and people are running wide open. The difference is we're able to score on offense to combat that. This game, we weren't able to because once Dylan Gabriel left, I mean, we couldn't throw the ball. All we could do is run. And Javante Barnes, and we lost Eric Gray for some reason too, but Javante Barnes could only do so much. He had 100 yards rushing, but he could only do but so much. I mean, it was sad. We gave up 300-plus yards passing to Max Duggan. What? We also gave up 100 plus yards rushing, rushing to Max Duggan. This is bad. This is very, Stupid very bad. Ass. I just can't believe it. You gave up 55 points and nearly 700 yards of total offense. You gave up 361 yards from the ground. You got beat up up front. You got punished. Trash. You made Max Duggan. Look like the second coming of Lamar Jackson. What? And this guy, you know what? You made him look like, you know, when he, the kids say, you know, I want Kyler Murray. The parents say, no, we got Kyler Murray at home. This guy's a Kyler Murray at home. Damn! Just a terrible look for Sooner football. Very embarrassing. Got the fan base just in a frenzy they definitely are not confident i'm not confident and the sooner's ability to beat texas next week i mean this saturday um i hope they win because it's texas and i don't want to lose to them i don't know man i don't know i wouldn't be surprised if texas won i've already picked them in the pick them in the college pick them on espn i had a terrible week by the way in that but yeah hopefully they win because it's texas can't let them have nothing even at our worst but man this is bad this is really really bad and we don't even know who's going to be the quarterback it should be dylan gabriel even though everyone has soured on well most people have soured on dylan gabriel because before he got hurt he badly missed a bunch of third down throws which threw off the rhythm of our offense and helped us get bolt raced you know we'll see what happens man we'll see what happens all right let's uh zip through the remaining topics nba and nhl starting i was supposed to go to capitals blue jackets uh, preseason game didn't go. It's fine, big deal. Got to watch some. Got to watch watch some more football. Got to watch some more football. Wasn't bad. That's fine. Columbus won in a close one after Capitals scored the first goal. Yeah, that's fine. We gotta play like four more times in the regular season anyway. 
But it's starting, and their regular season starts like next week. It starts before the NBA. I know that. So I'm excited to see what happens. Let's go Caps. No big deal that they lost out of the gate because it's going to be a long season, and we got a million veterans on this team. The NBA started. The Wizards dropped two in their trip to Japan because, of course, they did. Bro, everybody played on both teams. Bradley Bill played. Poor Zingas played. Kuzma played. Everyone but Klay Thompson, pretty much. Steph Curry played. But the starters, the main guys, played like 20, 25 minutes. You would think the Wizards would win one of these games. They even had a late lead. They had a they had the lead in both games. Especially the one, I don't know which one it was where Matt McClung went off and Patrick Baldwin hit a crazy three. I think it was the first game. Yeah, it was the first game. Um let that one slip away. The second game had a lead, lost it, and then Warriors end up winning that one. Whatever. Rui Hachimura speaking Japanese was the coolest thing I've seen. Um, It was just a good trip. It was good for the NBA. Steph Curry, Rui Hachimura, perfect. The only thing that could have made it better is if you made us play the Lakers and had LeBron James. Great job by the NBA. I hope everyone involved had fun and enjoyed themselves. Um, Let's see what the Wizards look like. It was fun to play with them on 2K. Um... But let's see what they look like come the regular season. Uh, The Suns lost to the Adelaide 76ers. No, they lost to the Adelaide 36ers from the Australian National Basketball League. What? Now, last year they were like middle of the pack. This year they're supposedly better with some new additions. I guess so. Man... Them guys couldn't miss from three. That was pretty embarrassing for the Suns, who had the regular season's NBA's best record. And very embarrassing. But they'll be fine because just like the Caps, they got a bunch of veterans and they're going to get better. And that was an early wake-up call to tell them, you need to quit messing around. Is Buddy Hield and... Miles Turner going to get traded to the Lakers or what? Tired of hearing about it. It has to happen already. Oh, it's not going to happen? Okay, let's move on. Because this is ridiculous. It's looking more and more like this is going to be a trade deadline type of move. It should have happened already. But you're playing games. Messing around. But the NBA is back and the starters are playing pedestrian minutes but at least they're not straight up not playing like people do in the nfl let's get it man very soon i got my wizards mini plan and i think ooh man half of my games are before christmas i'm i'm pretty sure right no yeah i think so yeah <laughs> so i'm excited i'm excited for that for sure the Mets choked the division. Uh, they had a 10-game lead. They had to lead the majority of the season, and they choked. 
Bunch of critical losses to the Phillies, to the Pirates, to the Na- How you lose to the Nationals as bad as we are? How do you lose to the Nationals when you have DeGrom? That's crazy to me, man. The, just losses like that just kept building up. And they lost to the Marlins. Trash. Choke. Someone said on Twitter, you know, it's not that the Braves choke. It's not that the Mets choke, but the Braves played 700 baseball. Yeah, you got to give credit to the Mets. Also, uh, something I noticed was the Mets have the same amount of wins in Atlanta as the Nationals do. No, I am not joking. I am serious. They only won three times in Atlanta. And two of those wins came before June. Terrible. Down the stretch when you really needed, you only won in Atlanta one time. Yeah, that'll do it. Losses to inferior teams. Can't win in Atlanta. Yeah, that's that'll lose you to the division right there. Choke. I don't want to hear any stupid trumpets when your team can't handle business. It's no reason why the Nationals, the worst team in the league, should have the same amount of wins in Atlantis Park as you do. Absolutely trash. Unacceptable. And I love it. Because the Mets are choking. I can't stand them. I can't stand their fans. I hope they choke on a big division playoff lead. I don't know. (laughs) I just hope they choke, man. And I will be dancing if the Braves and the Mets don't make the World Series. That is cause for celebration. Now, I have them beating the Padres, the Mets. I have them beating the Padres because they're the overall better team. And I don't trust the Padres pitching. However, Padres have the bats to win this little series in New York. And I hope they come alive and the pitching is somewhat comparable like hopefully it's just it's just good enough to win that's what i'm hoping and then if they beat the padres which they probably are they have to play the dodgers the dodgers not choking this time the dodgers are going to annihilate you you might win a game you're done i'm calling on my former nets juan soto josh bell Trey Turner to take care of the Mets. Get them out of here. Just saying. The Phillies made the playoffs. Barely. They tried to choke too. At one point, they had a four-game losing streak. And they had a separate three-game losing streak too. Down the stretch. Almost let the Brewers catch up. But then the Brewers got close. And they choked against the Marlins like the Mets did. Game over. Terrible. But of course, Miss Emily ain't going to hit me up about that. She's probably not even watching baseball. <laughs> oh, man. Phillies, congrats. Um, They can beat the Cardinals, but I wouldn't be surprised if they lost, especially on the road. And then after that, you have to play the Braves, which they should be used to. They've played them, I don't know, 19, 20 times. Um, they might not have a bad path to the NLCS, but 
Don't trust their bullpen. Don't trust the back of their lineup. And for that reason, that's probably why they're going to be out in the wild card. But we'll see. I could be wrong. I also wouldn't be surprised if they're in the NLCS versus the Dodgers or the Mets. That's they're the definition of a wild card. Okay. G League Ignite versus Metropolitan 92. This was a Scoot Henderson versus Victor, Victor Wambignana game. They are the top two prospects in the 2023 draft. And both of them are supposed to be this generation's LeBron and Wade or LeBron and Melo. And I'm just like, watching them highlights, I felt like a kid at the candy store. I was going crazy. I felt like a little kid at the circus. Because, man, them guys put on a show. Victor Wambignana... This guy, he has wingspan like Giannis, height like Porzingis, shoots like Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson. This guy is unreal. I can't believe this guy exists. I see what the hype is about. He had 37, but his team lost. And they had to come back from like down 20. Scoot Henderson, uh, he kind of remind me of Colin Sexton. But maybe a little more athletic, and he might be a better pro. He might end up being a better pro. He can do it all. His, his jumper is going to improve. He, he kind of reminds me of Colin Sexton Drew Holiday as far as body type and game. So, you know, he's going to be nice. Now, whatever team get these two guys, man, if they can stay healthy – Oh, it's a wrap. You're going to have multi-time All-Stars and maybe Hall of Fame. It was a fun game. That was a fun game to watch the highlights. Very fast-paced, athletic dunks and alley-oops. So many threes swished and everything. It was just very, very nice. I'd love to see more. But for now, we have that in our memory, and maybe we'll see some of these guys in the NBA very soon. Now, this episode's GOAT level combo is embrace yourself and call yourself the GOAT. If I've done it already, um, my bad, but it'll serve as a reminder. If not, then, you know, use this knowledge in your life. You know, embrace yourself. Love yourself. I say that all the time. Embrace yourself as the greatest of all time. Embrace your inner greatness. And use that energy to be the best that you can be and in whatever you do and uh, in, in your life, in your relationships, especially if you're in a rec league or something or you're in high school, college, pros, you're playing in competitive league, use that, you know, Use that belief in self. Use that self-motivation that, you know, I love myself. I'm the greatest of all time. Y'all not stopping me. You're going to need an army to stop me. You're going to need an army to beat me. I am the greatest. I am the best ever. That's what you got to do. You know, it starts, it starts with words. And, you know, it, it should bleed out into action. 
the words should then turn into action. You know? Hey, when you're when you're exercising, when you're studying, when you're doing those things, when you're putting in the work to be the best, that that drives you. When you're having a bad day and you're down on yourself, that drives you. I'm simply the greatest. And you got to remember that. You can't let anyone bring you down. You are God's child. And you are great. Because you are made by a great creator. Now, it's time for another hypothetical game of the episode. This hypothetical game of the episode is another matchup between Frederick Douglass and Ching C. Frederick Douglass, of course, is a African-American legend. He was a abolitionist, a writer, a teacher, a preacher. Like he's just amazing. From slavery to you know, being as, as great as he is and taking political office. He was simply on the GOAT level. On the other side, you had Ching Si, who pretty much known for evil. So she, I think she's Chinese, I believe. Maybe Korean. I don't know, she's Asian. But along with her husband's, she had control over like 200 ships and like 17,000 men and you know and they were pirates and they went and conquered lands or conquered people took their stuff you know what pirates do so yeah she was definitely revered or seen as one of you know, one of the strongest female leaders or one of the strongest women leaders of all time. I guess. But yeah, uh, basically a legendary Asian female pirate versus the abolitionists that advance the african-american race or just black people in, in general so in their first matchup it was a meme card game which jing c won because she pulled the jesus card and it reminded us that as long as you got jesus you'll never lose the game and it's real life talk but this time they're going against each other in a flag football matchup with help from some other historical and current impact figures in a flag football game. So, listen. F Team Frederick Douglass. 
We call them the Freedom Fighters. We got 98 MJ, Michael Jordan. We got present day LeBron. 98 MJ was 35. Present day LeBron is 37. Peak John Wall. We talking about 2015 to 2017-ish John Wall. Frederick Douglass himself. Of course, young Frederick Douglass that could handle this type of workload. <laughs> Flojo. Florence Griffin Joyner, legendary track star who died way too soon. She died in the 90s, but before then, she was a legendary track star. Uh, Coolio, rest in peace, just passed like this past week, just passed like a week ago or less than a week ago. Uh, legendary hip-hop artist, was hot in the 90s. Um, Hank Aaron, who... He he passed not too long ago, but he was the home run king until Barry Bonds beat his record. I'm sure he doesn't feel too great about that because Barry Bonds took steroids, but it is what it is. Team Ching C, you might as well call them the Pirates. 21-year-old Michael Jordan, who he was either still at North Carolina or just started at with the Chicago Bulls. Insanely athletic at that age. So that should be fun. High school LeBron. I only put the high school version of LeBron because of that commercial. I think it was the crypto commercial. But yeah, so I put him in there. St. Vincent, St. Mary's. LeBron, still a freak athlete. Should be interesting. Ching C herself, the legendary lady pirate rod strickland um long time nba veteran played for the wizards played for the blazers and a bunch of other teams uh new york legend yeah rod strickland a beast just go look at his highlight tapes on youtube pnb rock rest in peace hip-hop star we were the same age uh gone way too soon uh, 80s Michael Jackson, shoot, thriller, off the wall, like just a bunch of ridiculous I, I, uh, albums in the 80s. He was outstanding. And then you got Aaron Judge, who just broke the home run record. I forgot to talk about that, but obviously he's a beast and will go down in history. He's like six seven, but he's the quarterback in this situation. Hank Aaron is the quarterback for. Uh, the Freedom Fighters. So here we go. First play of the game. The Pirates get the ball first. Aaron Judge, deep post throw to a wide open young Michael Jordan. Uh, Team Frederick Douglass, the Freedom Fighters, are running a cover two. He split the safeties. Easy money. Easy money. Already 6 nothing. Uh, Aaron Judge found Ching C for a two-point conversion. So then, the Freedom Fighters get the ball. Hank Aaron to Flojo for first down. It's 8-0, by the way. Hank Aaron ran for 10. Then an incomplete pass. Then he tried to throw it to John Wall, and it's tipped by King Kid LeBron, who's playing safety. The Pirates are playing man-to-man, and LeBron is roaming as a safety in QB spy. So he tipped the ball, and it's picked off by young MJ. He gets two blocks up the sideline, cuts back, and 
runs, outruns Flojo to the end zone. Touchdown. Already 14-0, less than five minutes through the game. Now, we're playing mostly D.C. Frey rules, which is, you know, 20-minute halves, 80-yard field. But we're mixing in my pickup league rules, my pickup group rules, where you can stiff arm and block. So, yeah, we're mixing those two things. So, yeah. So, Aaron Judge hit PMB Rock for a two-point conversion and a 16-0 Pirates. Three and out from the Freedom Fighters. And then uh, the Pirates, they get first down at the 30. Pass complete to PMB Rock for a first down. And then a reverse handoff to Rod Strickland for another first down. The drive stall, however, and it ended with a pass breakup by 37-year-old LeBron to a young MJ. Young MJ almost had another touchdown, but uh, present-day LeBron knocked it down. Both teams stalled with their drives till halftime. So out of the half, so out of the half, the Freedom Fighters got the ball. Flojo does a curl, loses Ching C. She hit one cut, and she took off. And she took off for 50 yards, and she was caught by Kid LeBron. So to make an adjustment for that, they put Kid LeBron on Flojo. They put Ching C on Frederick Douglass, and they put Michael Jackson at safety, QB spy slash pass rush. You, you know how they do. So then the drive stalls once Aaron Judge breaks up a pass at the one-yard line. So then Aaron Judge drives all the way down the field with a series of short passes, and it and it ends with a 30-yard touchdown to Ching C wide open seam down the middle of the zone. And just like that, it is 22 to nothing. Pirates. Aaron Judge runs it in for a two-point conversion after he was uh, being chased by Michael Jackson. Then the Freedom Fighters get the ball back. Flojo gets loose again for 20 yards, somehow escapes young LeBron, gets a step on him, once again, you know, gets big yardage, 20 yards on the play. And then John Wall runs past Rod Strickland, on a nine route for a touchdown, beautiful pass by Hank Aaron. And that's their first TD of the game. And it is now 24 to six, two point conversions, no good. Young LeBron knocked down a pass from intended for Flojo. So then the Pirates barely get past midfield and they turn the ball over on downs. So Michael Jackson tried to rush Hank Aaron Tried to sack him. Hank Aaron jukes. Makes him fall. Reverses field. Cuts back. Run passes. He runs past young MJ and scores. The one-point conversion is no good. It is now 24-12. to 12. So then they come back. The Pirates. Aaron Judge throws a corner route to a seemingly open young MJ. And current LeBron swoops in and picks it off. 
The ball is down at the 43. So then they had three incompletions. And then once again, Hank Aaron finds Flo Joe for a first down at the 19. So then, short completion to Frederick Douglass. Two incompletions. And then a double move by John Wall on Rod Strickland where he does like a snake route. He does a slant, stutters, and then goes. And then he loses Rod Strickland and scores. So there you go. Another failed conversion. But it's 24-18. They are back in this game. So Rod Strickland gets a little bit of revenge and catches a deep out route behind the flat defender and gets to the 18. Of course, he ran a little bit after the catch and wasn't caught until the 18. So it's 2.37 left in the game. So the other team only has two timeouts. You only get two timeouts per half. No, you get two timeouts for the whole game. No one has used timeouts yet. So... Obviously, the Freedom Fighters use their timeouts. The Pirates pretty much run down the clock until about 15 seconds to go. That's where the Freedom Fighters called their last timeout. Aaron Judge kind of ran around, was blitzed by like three people, and he found a wide open PNB rock. This is fourth down. He found a wide open PNB rock, and he drops it. No, actually, it was underthrown. Aaron Judge underthrew a wide-open PMB rock, and it looks like the Freedom Fighters get the ball at the five-yard line, at their own five-yard line with three seconds left. You could do a Hail Mary or pitch or, or whatever. But Freedom Fighters decide to do a screen. So, Hank Aaron... Throws it to Flojo. He throws it to Flojo. Older LeBron blocks younger younger LeBron, pancakes him, gets him out of the play. So Flojo reverses field. Jukes Jing C makes her fall. She's been terrorizing her all game. She hesitates, then accelerates on Michael Jackson. He stumbles. Then Aaron Judge misses the flag in pursuit. Flojo cuts back. Loses Rod Strickland. MJ, LeBron, and Frederick Douglass form a wall. They block PMB. They block young MJ. She spins off a chasing high school LeBron. And she scores. It is tied up 24-24. So now you get an untimed down to possibly win the game or go to a very short overtime. So here we go. So here we go. What they decide to do, what the Freedom Fighters decide to do, they got the center, right? The center is Frederick Douglass. So everyone else lines up to the right. On the left is old Michael Jordan versus young Michael Jordan. So Hank Aaron hikes the ball, wastes no time, throws a fade route, to older Michael Jordan and he gets up and catches the ball over young Michael Jordan for the one point conversion and that is the game 25-24 Freedom Fighters win what a comeback what a game and that's the hypothetical game of the episode and the end of the episode you already know that I'm out peace psych I lied man 
GoatLevelTees.com for all things GOAT Level. It's never too late to get on a bandwagon. So you already know that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.